Hey everyone. So uh, this is the Get You Some Productions podcast. I think this is episode 85. I'm not 100% sure now. I probably should have checked that. We are a podcast covering all things from music production, uh, related to music production from the first note to the last fan. Many episodes are a business meeting between Dan and I, um, but um, today we're going to be doing an interview of sorts with Artemi Mukim. Is that right? So, um, and uh, Artemi is, uh, is a Bard student and Dan and I went to Bard. So uh, this is fun for us because maybe we'll chat, chat about Bard and, and such, but um, today we're just going to talk to Artemi and um, let the conversation flow. Um, please like and subscribe, the usual podcast stuff. And Dan, I th- don't know if you saw the email, but we, do, we were accepted back into Reverb's affiliate program. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Artemy, we had we we were affiliates of the of the platform Reverb. Have you heard of Reverb? Yeah, yeah, like the online selling marketplace. Yeah, yeah, music marketplace. So we were affiliates, but then they changed their the platform they use, and so we got kicked off, and we had to reapply. And so I was kind of concerned that you know we have our listenership and viewership is so low that I was concerned they weren't going to let us back into the program, but they did. So uh, if you want to support the podcast, you can click the link that we're going to include for our reverb affiliation. And you can buy yourself something if you need something, a keyboard, guitar strings, um, you know, earplugs. You could literally go buy yourself anything. And we get a small commission to direct you there. And it's no, there's no additional um, cost to you. Dan, did I miss anything in this intro? I feel like I fucked it up. No, I think you're good. I mean, you introduced, well, I mean, your name's Keith. My name's Dan. Right. That's the thing uh, I missed. (laughs) And, um, and you mentioned our wonderful affiliate reverb and our talented guest. Um, so I think we're good. Um, let's get right right into a a quick interview here. Let's do it. Um, Yeah. So Artemy. Sure. Tell us about yourself, man. Just give us a give us a background. Actually, you know, this is sort of like we we actually use this podcast not just to f- showcase people, but also as a, like a networking sort of vehicle. Mm-hmm. And you know, you never know. We might there might be a collaboration down the road, or maybe we know somebody that you need to meet up with, or, or vice versa. So we'd actually just like to get to know you personally. For sure. So where where are you from? What's your situation? Where'd you yeah, grow yeah. up? Um, background, you know, Good. blood type. <laughs> yeah, so I was uh, born in Boston, um, and I lived in Boston for about five years, and I, then I moved to Pennsylvania. I lived like outside Philly, and that's when I started doing music. Around, I want to say six or seven, I started playing piano. Um, you know, and shortly after, I started like improvising a lot. Um, and I had, a, I had a great teacher who was a jazz pianist and he helped me write down a lot of my earlier work, you know, like really simple things, but, you know, he helped me write it down. And from there on, I, I was sort of composing, improvising more, you know, learning more piano and, you know, eventually down the road, I was 
you know, moved to New York when I was, you know, around 11, you know, beginning of middle school. And that's when I really started, you know, composition at a more, I guess, serious level because I was doing all these, you know, after school programs, which are great, um, where they just, you know, play your music, teach you a lot of stuff. And yeah, from then on, it's really went up and it's, it's been, it's been busier. Yeah. I'm a I'm a jazz freak, so are you still do you still play jazz? Nah, not really. I, I wish I did more, but um, I I listen I listen to a little bit of jazz, like. Do you still improvise? Yeah, that's how I write most of my music. Really, just improvising. You know, recording it, trying to find something that's interesting. I find without without the piano, I can't I can't compose. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Hey, um, so are you mostly uh, a composer now, or a performer, or both? Mostly, mostly a composer or bard. Okay, but I, I, I still, you know, I still take lessons in piano, and I still mm -hmm. learn music because I think it's it's definitely necessary to play piano and also to compose. You know, it helps it helps my composition a lot. I feel. Yeah, you're if you use the piano as a vehicle for composition, then your technical ability on the piano will be a limitation to your composition. That's true. In a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, so what year of Bard are you now? Uh, I'm a sophomore. So cool. second year. And yeah. So, so Dan and I went to Bard. Uh, mm -hmm. I graduated 2000. Dan, was it 2001? 2001. So, um, yeah, so we were there a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, so Bard still do a moderation project at the end of uh, uh, so you're you're in that you must be getting ready for that or or doing exactly. that? Again? Yeah, uh, for Bard, I mean the conservatory, we all do two majors, so I'm just like, I think I'm gonna moderate probably next semester into my uh, other major, which is economics, mm -hmm. and I think for mu for music composition, I don't really have to moderate or anything. Okay, it's like. I'm, I think I'm already part of, you know, the conservatory, which is nice. But I have to do like and, concerts yeah. and stuff like that in my senior year and my fifth year because it's the five-year program. Mm. A five-year program? Interesting. Yeah, five years. So the last year is, I think it's only music. So applying to grad schools. So it's a five-year program and this is part of the conservatory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah in the college and the conservatory yeah i don't think dan i don't think there was a conservatory i think this is a totally different uh yeah. setup i have now and uh keith mentioned you're working with joan tower yeah yeah fantastic she was there when we, she was uh, a real source of inspiration really pushed uh pushed those of us who weren't like keith and i weren't in classical composition or anything but mm -hmm. she would still work with us and push us so hard especially mm -hmm. uh, uh rhythmic subdivisions stuff like that um yeah it's just a real blast to work with even even on the jazz side um totally so um that's great yeah. man you're in good hands i'd say <laughs> i did yeah. i i, I did t i think i told artemy this story but i i i did take a uh composition class with joan yeah and it was i mean i'm surprised she passed me frankly because i was awful i was so horribly awful <laughs> and i think my final project was i'm not exaggerating okay actually you know what dan i think you know what my final project for her your my final project for her class 
was um, that atonal, like 12 tone row, sort of half classical, half jazz thing we did that you I did for my final, line. that really long bass line I forced <laughs> yeah. you all to learn. Okay. Yeah. So that was my final project. But in actuality, it was really only, it was, in essence, actually, it was really only 12, it was a 12 tone row. So, mm -hmm. and it was improvisationally based. So I, my final project was actually only 12 notes. <laughs> it was like, just really? like, a, it was like, a, it was like four measures of music. You know, she probably, if she heard this today, she'd probably retract my grade. You know, she'd be like, <laughs> no, what was I thinking? I should have fucking no. failed that guy. <laughs> Joan is awesome. Nah, I should have No, come on, come on. So I, let's, that's what I like about Joan. Let's let's get let's get yeah. nerdy. Let's tell us about your. Um, yeah. We want to know about your compositional process. Like, let's yeah. go. Let's do like a deep dive. Let's get really into the music side of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, the music side of things. Uh, I, like I said, it was really a lot of it's improvisationally based, and yeah. my process is. I kind of through compose, so I, I I don't really have too much of a structure in mind when I compose. I usually just kind of write through and I see what sounds best next, you know, and then I go back, I backtrack and I kind of put things together. But um, yeah. Yeah. So so you so let's just say hypothetically, like you're playing mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, that's a nice phrase or that's a nice little section. And you write. Do you write it by hand? Usually I use Sibelius, like a program on the computer. And do you do the one where you play it right in, like it no, it 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 transcribes as you play? No, I just I kind of use my uh, mouse and just put in the notes. So but, you uh, click it, you click it in exactly like that, and then you can click it back and it can replay it for you. Yeah, because you can always hear what you wrote. And yeah, yeah. Then I kind of just take that idea and try to expand it. You know, flip it upside down, like try to build something from it, you know. That's, do, you, do you ever use Sibelius? To, like, let's say you just said, flip it upside down. When you say flip mm -hmm. it upside down, do you ever just use Sibelius? I don't even know if this is a feature, but do you just like, is there a way to invert it yeah. in, in the program? Yeah, you can just hit like the retrograde button yeah. and flip it. It's interesting. Yeah, it's good to hear like different things you can do that are, would be like really difficult to imagine or, you yeah. know, on pen and paper, which... Some people prefer pen and paper, or some people say Sibelius is okay, but yeah. I, easier for me. I'm I'm used to kind of using the computer as a tool. Uh, is your yeah. music um, uh, solo piano, or do you you do orchestration, and and what type of orchestration? If so, do you what kind of ensembles? Yeah, I do. I do many different ensembles. It's actually it's actually been a while since I've done solo piano. Mm -hmm. I did a string quartet recently. Um, I did like um ensemble with flute, clarinet, piano, cello. Um, I, I do many different kind of ensembles, orchestra. Um, but yeah, you do, mm. do those solo pieces. But yeah, the whole thing. So how, what, let's just say, if, for example, like you're, you're composing a piece and um, and you, I'm interested in think like how you think about just like getting into how you think about harmony and stuff. Like, let's say you get to um, uh, you get to a section where you don't know what comes next. Do you just keep playing it over and over again and trying different things? Do you like think of ideas? Like, do you think 
like, do you have like a list of all the chords laid out next to you and just like, I'll try every chord, you know what I mean? Or I'll try every note, you know, because I've heard stuff like that, like, oh, I've tried every note and I, none of them work, you know, so it's like, oh, what comes next, you know, stuff like that. Do you, do you come like, do you get to situations like that? And how do you get through them in, in, in your process? Yeah, no, I definitely do get stuck a lot in my music. Um, yeah, I think it's just the kind of listening back to the context, like what happened before and kind of almost like singing what you imagine could be next. Mm. Like singing out loud just helps kind of intuitively, it helps you figure out what what you think should be the next thing. So yeah, just the piano, the voice, Sibelius. So you literally sing it. Yeah, literally singing it does help. Yeah. I'm not a great singer, but you know. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, I, I guess I do that too. Do you ever like get up and dance around and like... Uh... <laughs> I haven't tried that. I, mean, I have to try. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I've tried, I've gotten into ruts with composition. I feel like, uh, you know, I, I actually I, I compile the list. Uh -huh. I don't use it. I should use it more. It's called I call it actually it's a course on my guitar lesson website, but I call it it's a free course. Actually, it's not really even a course. It's just a list. I call it um, uh, systematic creativity, but it's also it's just a list of like different ideas to try, like go up, and some of them are simple, like go melody goes up instead of down you know mm -hmm. put a rest in you know it's like sometimes when you're in the moment and you just don't even know what to do next exactly. you can't you get in your head and you're like oh i can't think of what's going to come next or i don't know what to do next and then you, and then it's like you get into like a i don't know how to describe it other than like you just mind fuck yourself. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, exactly. and you're just like, and then, and then you can't think of anything and you're like, Oh shit, I can't think of anything to do. And then, but mm -hmm. then, you know, sometimes it's helpful just to have a list of things like, Oh, okay. There's like a hundred things I could try, mm -hmm. you know? Exactly. Yeah. It's easy to get, it's easy to get stuck, especially if you try to make everything kind of like perfect right after just yeah. you need to get a good, get a good flow to it. Yeah. Do you um do you compose with other instruments in mind or do you just basically compose everything on the piano and then like if it's four parts then you you feel like oh this might be appropriate for a quartet of some sort or something like that yeah i usually i think of the ensemble i'm gonna write for i usually have like um hopefully people in mind to play it you know that's yeah. always important yes but so I, not I, more than just the instrument but the actual specific person yeah that's ideally i want to have the people in mind to have you know people to work with because it's always really helpful to have someone that actually plays the instrument work with you and you know you ask them is this possible you know how would this sound because it's it's always a surprise you know hearing it from sibelius in on the concert stage and then you hear it and it's like completely different it's surprising you know yeah and um, since you're since you're in school, you're hearing a lot of other musicians. You're around a lot of energy. Do you yeah. find yourself inspired? You hear someone play something, a musician you want to work with, and you, you hear their phrasing, their ideas, mm -hmm. and they end up inspiring you. Oh, that just gave me a great idea. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's a, there's a lot of great musicians at Bard. It's, I'm very lucky to be you know working here. Mm. Um, I I was just curious. Um, 
are there uh, composers that um, you're currently that might you know other people might be able to listen to that you are you're inspired by 20th century 21st century composers that um, that you're into yeah. um I I love the like the French composers like Ravel I'm learning a Ravel sonatine right now okay uh, you know Debussy I like mm -hmm. I love the colors and, and their music definitely Definitely. Um, I've been listening. I took a course on Beethoven on the string quartets of Beethoven last semester, which was a great course and, you know, exposed me to that world. I haven't listened to wow. a lot of the string quartets. Those are three very passionate, very passionate composers. Yeah. yeah. They're great. Yep. So you're not a Bach guy? I love Bach as well. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are just like, Bach freaks like you get some people who are just like Bach is the only one you know that's like well, people like who the like periodic table I mean how could you not be I don't know <laughs> that's like people who like jazz and they're just like it it jazz is finished after Charlie Parker you know it's like no go on um yeah. any any um non-classical actually well let's go back any there are any modern classical per Composers you really like, like, you know, people um, like very modern, like t composing today. Composing today. Well, Joan Tower. Joan Tower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joan Tower. Um, Philip Glass. I mean, I, I like, I like mm. Muslim John Adams. Mm -hmm. uh, who else comes to mind? Julia Wolf. Those mm. are some. Nico Muley. Some composers that are alive today that. I like um, Missy you, Mazzoli. I'm she's, sorry, who is it? Missy Mazzoli. She's actually on faculty. Oh, cool. Uh, so great composer. And yeah. hopefully I'll get to work with her next year. What What's an example? This is going to sound crazy, but like, I, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm actually kind of like a, you know, jazz is the, my, of the high art jazz is my thing, but mm -hmm. you know, I'm a sucker for pop music. Mm -hmm. I love, you know, I love the, I love all of it. You know, the cheesy stuff. I love hip hop. So it's not kind of like, you know, and I, I never really got into classical that much. Um, what, like when you hear something, when you hear a piece, like what's something that really like sets you off, you know, like that, that, I don't know, when you hear something that's new um, that you haven't heard before that like is like, oh, that's something, are, are you thinking, is it just emotional or do you, do you rec as a composer and a professional, do you recognize like, oh, like, I'm sure there's, there's no such thing as a unique chord progression, but do you recognize like, oh man, that was like a new movement, you know, or that was something really new the way that he or she did something, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like what gets yeah. you, what gets your juices flowing, you know? Um, I would say I, I love harmony, good harmony, even like in a simple pop song. Or, you know, just not, it doesn't have to be in a classical context mm. is, is great. You know, like when I listen to a song, that's one of the things that I, I listen for good melody. Um, but it's hard to say, yeah, it's cause it's, it's been done before, you know, but it's, you know, doing it in a new context and bringing it out in a creative way, which, you know, could be surprising. That's the challenge. You know, it's, exactly. I feel like pretty much everything's been done. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's like, 
there's something, I guess it's like you said, new contexts, mm -hmm. you know, there's, it's like we only get 12 in the Western scheme of things. We only get 12 notes. So it's like, there is a finite amount of melody. There's a finite amount of harmony, but then how you put it together, orchestration, the space, if there's, if you leave space, you know, and then mm -hmm. how you play it is makes a big difference. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's your, um, what's your, um, what's your like naughtiest music that you like? What's your, you know, guilty, your pleasure? guilty pleasure, you know, guilty pleasure. Oh, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I do listen to a wide variety. I like, I like disco. Disco is great. Um, that absolutely counts as a guilty pleasure. That, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Disco. So you're like, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's good. Good, good music. Oh, uh, and the, come on the harmonies and the Bee Gees. If you ever listen to the Bee Gees. Exactly. I mean, come exactly. on, those guys can sing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. I think the Bee Gees might be a super group. You know, there's, I mean, the, when you listen to them, really, you know, the precision, the harmony in general, and the harmonies, the execution is really expert. So it's like, when I, I listen to it, and I think it's most people think it's fluffy. But for me, they, they might be like geniuses or something. I don't know. You know, what you doing on your back? <laughs> so good. Um, do you yeah. have any records out or, or uh, any, yeah, like recordings or yeah, CDs. recordings? Yeah. CDs, uh, stuff on iTunes. Um, you know what I mean? Stuff like that or, or yeah, Spotify. I have, I have a website and all my stuff is on like SoundCloud, but you can cool you know, find it all on my website, but nothing yeah. re released. Okay. On Spotify. Yeah. But yeah. We'd like to, um, include links for everyone to check it out. Absolutely. When we post the show. Um, so just, you know, after the show's done, um, send some links over. Definitely. Um, what is your, so let's, let's say like, what, what's your, um, what's your big dream? You know, what's your, what's your vision for your musical career? You know? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of in the, midst of deciding what I'm going to kind of pursue because I also, you know, I'm doing econ, mm -hmm. economics and music, which are two pretty different paths mm -hmm. with some, you know, intersecting ideas. But I, I've always liked film music. So I, I actually took a class on film composition last semester and oh. uh, we really, I really liked it. So maybe some kind of work in film music would be, you know, the goal, the dream. Yeah. But, uh, you know, concert, concert composition, you know, for the concert stage is also something I would love to do. Yeah, you know, but, yeah. Is there a dream orchestra that you'd like to hear play your stuff? New York Philharmonic probably, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> I love it. That's great. That's a good goal. Absolutely. Yeah. Would you so. ever... Would you ever consider um, doing a collaboration with a rock group and, a, and an orchestra behind it? And some like, I don't even know what, some some like epic, silly, I don't even know what, some something like that's really dramatic, you know? Yeah, like, uh, like 
rock group and orchestra at the same time. Yeah, 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 possibly. You know, I'm I'm open to, I'm not closed off to one type of music. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that would, that would be fun. Um, so we are coming up on a half an hour. I definitely want to respect your time, and um, for uh, we're keeping our old parts. So time for us just flies by, and uh, you know, um, I, we definitely want to post uh, links to your music now. And we really want to stay in touch as I know you're going to be producing so much when you're at bar. It's the product, such a productive, amazing time. Definitely. So um, we'd love to, as the time moves forward, know how your work's going. You got big concerts coming up in a couple of years and all yep. that. So um, we'd love to help be, you know, promote it and can hear how things are going. Thank that. you. Yeah, definitely. I'll let you let know and you can, yep. uh, send it out thank you yeah always always let us know in fact do you have a mailing list uh i don't know yeah so i think maybe you should make a start making a mailing list and, and dan and i can be the first people on it perfect there you go <laughs> that's it shameless self-promotion it's just Dude. part of it absolutely yeah absolutely definitely um and what is your website just tell us the just you know verbalize the url so we can have yeah, it but then send it to me, you know, in, on the back end as well. Yeah, it's uh, artemis.art. So A-R-T-E-M-Y-S dot A-R-T. Artemis art. Yeah, artemis.art. Nice. Sorry. Yeah, pretty yeah. sick. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> right. yeah. Nice. So, um, yeah, thanks for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. We're, I'm so glad we finally got to do it. I know that I was hard yeah. to pin down for a while and actually credit you with following up <laughs> so i we should be the ones to follow up but you did so that's great um and um you know we and we also actually look forward to having you on the show uh in the future you know if you want to come on you know in six months or something that would be great as well yeah, um, sure. but um yeah and that's it thanks very much for um coming on thank you and um for all the people viewing thank you for watching like and subscribe etc and um, and check out Artemis Art. We'll include a link to his website. Right. Thank so you. Much. Thanks, man. Yeah. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye. Thank you.